Spirituality gets a lot of side-eye these days, and admittedly, some of it is pretty well-deserved. Things can feel a little bit floaty, a little bit out there, and more than a little weird. But I promise, it's not that crazy. It just needs to feel a little more human. And that, my friends, is why I'm here. I'm your host, Caitlin, and my goal is to take the super woo and bring it back down to planet Earth. Whether you're spiritually curious, spiritually closeted, or just a spiritual seeker who's itching to take things a little less seriously, there's something here for you. This is a Soulfire Productions podcast. Hello again, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the show. Good day, good afternoon. Well, it's afternoon for me. I don't know what time it is for you. So maybe good morning or good night. (laughs) Whatever time of day it is, I hope you are having or you had a good one. And I myself just personally got back couple days ago from a whole weekend in the mountains celebrating a couple of birthdays. It was lots of fun. I wish I was still in the snow, to be honest, but here we are doing the work, getting back in the groove. And it's actually, there's a story that I want to tell that came up this weekend. It was actually so perfect that I had this conversation because I was already thinking about what I wanted to talk about this week. And that conversation, no coincidences, was totally on the same page. And what I want to talk about today is limiting beliefs, kind of what are they, how they come up. But also, this is really going to be a conversation about honesty, you know, really being honest with ourselves and getting to know ourselves more deeply, asking questions, which I'm sure if you've listened to some of the previous episodes, you're going to start to notice that these are going to be reoccurring themes on this show. So limiting beliefs, let's dig into that a little bit. So I think it's kind of self-explanatory what that really means. You know, limits are restrictions, essentially, things that restrict you. And our beliefs are our personal opinions or convictions. And so really, limiting beliefs are beliefs that limit you. Again, self-explanatory. But in what you believe is possible for yourself or really what you will allow in your life. So in other words, these are beliefs that get in the way of you really living the life that you want and you know, being the person that you want to be. And this really piggybacks off of my last solo when I was talking about this really deep-seated fear and belief that I had around ending up with an autoimmune condition, you know, my body not working the way it should anymore. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I would recommend you go back and check it out because I think that story provides a pretty good example. You know, I get pretty detailed with it of how deeply these beliefs can really impact our reality. We're playing out these different stories, these different beliefs, because as I talk about in that episode, we don't really know just how much these really subconscious beliefs oftentimes affect our lives until we become aware of them. And as with so many things, you know, awareness is the first step. But as I was saying, you know, when I was first kind of talking about the snowboard trip, all that, I had this conversation with one of the guys on the trip that totally fit and aligned with this topic that I was already thinking about. So he was asking me about nomad life. And as you know, if you've listened to previous episodes of the show, you'll know that I'm kind of living everywhere and nowhere for the time being, just traveling around, seeing where the wind takes me, all that sort of thing. And so he was asking me about it, you know, where I'm going next, what I have planned, how I'm liking it, all the things like that. And I was telling him, very honestly, that I'm just having so much fun. You know, I'm really loving it. It's really free and fun and exciting for me to just be able to 
like I said, go where the wind takes me, go where I want, when I want, really just explore places that maybe I have explored, maybe I haven't before. And so as I was talking about this, he responded at one point with something along the lines of like, oh man, I'm so jealous. I would love to be doing that. Not jealous in a, you know, kind of angry way. You know, that feeling I'm talking about. It was really just like, oh man, you know, that sounds amazing. I would love to do that. And so part of what made this particular conversation so interesting is I am literally being a mirror for him of what's possible. Like limiting beliefs can show up in all areas of life, but you know, how interesting for this particular circumstance that what I very recently just created for myself in my own life, you know, this freedom, this this exploration, this travel, something I had been thinking about for a really long time, um, is something that he actually desires for himself as well. And this is where, you know, your jealousy can be such a gift if you choose to see it that way, because it's really illuminating for you what's actually possible for you. Because at the end of the day, we're all really the same. You know, no one is more or less worthy or deserving of having what they desire. We are all inherently worthy of that. And, you know, on that point, I think just an interesting reflection. If I asked you if you believed that you were worthy and deserving of the life that you want, whether it's to travel around like I am or whether it's, you know, better health or whether it's a different job or a relationship or whatever that thing is for you that you're really desiring, would you say yes, that I 100% believe that I am worthy and deserving of having that thing? And further than that, if you say yes, would you really deeply believe it? You know, with all of your being, with all of yourself, do you honestly really believe that? Because I'm sure what would happen is everybody wants to say yes immediately want to say, yeah, of course I'm worthy and deserving. But when you start to dig down a little bit deeper, again, this idea of self-honesty, being really honest with yourself, my guess is that for a lot of us, for many of us, there's going to be this voice in our head, maybe one, maybe multiple little voices that kind of whisper things like, wait, no, but it has to be hard work or you have to do it this way or, you know, all sorts of things like that. There's going to be this resistance that really makes you feel like you're maybe not worthy and deserving of it. And, you know, I'm very much speaking from personal experience here in many different areas of my life. Definitely did not always feel worthy and deserving of the things that I desire. And when those voices come up, right, it's not to blame or judge or criticize them. They're really being innocent. <laughs> we'll talk more about ego in another episode of the show, but you know, it's not your fault that those voices are there. It's it's conditioning. You picked it up maybe from parents, from society, wherever it was. It's just to be really honest with yourself that they're there and to recognize where you can ask for more. Um, do you want to listen to those voices or do you want to listen to that little whisper of your soul that's like, wait, but are we sure? <laughs> do we get more? Do we really deserve it? You know, even if you don't want anything to change, that's fine. At least now, you know, you know, now you've done the digging. You've gotten honest. You answered the question for yourself. That's all we're really getting at in the beginning. So circling back to that conversation that I was having with this friend over the weekend, when he was saying that he would love to do that, you know, I'm so jealous. I would love to do that. My response to him was, well, why can't you? And he came back to me with a few, you know, quote unquote reasons, uh, the job, the apartment, the whatever else it was. All these things that I really myself also had to work through in making this possible for myself. 
But what you can see, I think, is that there's this gap between what he says he wants and what he's actually creating for himself. And there's a couple of things that could be at play here. So he's either highlighting his limiting beliefs, right, by saying, oh, I can't for this, that, the other reason in this specific area of his life. And once he is aware of them, he can begin to rewire those beliefs if he so chooses. On the flip side of that, he might actually not be honest with himself about what he really wants. So maybe he just says, oh, man, that would be so great. I would love to do that. But maybe he actually would rather stay in the city, have the job, do all the things. Again, either way is fine. It's just to be honest with yourself about what you want and what you're creating. As someone who has and really continues to, you know, spend a lot of time in my own brain deconstructing my limiting beliefs, rewriting my narrative, all that stuff, you know, not just in my own life, but also in my work with others, I support others in doing the same. I'm really aware of the language that we use, myself and others. So when he says, I can't do that for this, that, the other reason, what's going through my head as he's saying that is, you know, let's follow the thread here as the job, um, as one example. So his job being in this specific city. So my questions would be, you know, if you're not already doing so, could you do that job remotely, which would allow you to literally work from wherever, ergo you can travel. If you're not already doing it remotely, could you maybe find a different job that would allow you to be remote? Again, giving you the flexibility and the freedom to travel. If you don't actually want a different job, to my earlier point, then do you actually really deeply desire the freedom of travel or do you actually desire that job? Whichever is true, again, totally fine. It's great. It's just getting in the practice of really being honest about what your desires are. And, you know, what I was talking about in episode three, asking yourself questions to get to know yourself and what you want and what you desire and what you value, all of that more clearly, which, as I mentioned in the episode as well, I don't think a lot of us always spend the time to do that. And, you know, I also want to point out on this one that a conversation he and I had had the day prior to this conversation that I've been talking about, he was talking about how his job was stressing him out so much and making him really anxious because of the workload. And so, again, my question is, like, is that what you really want? Like, is this just a temporary sort of thing where it's a blip in the radar? It's not how it is all the time. And so you're just stressed now and you're not usually. Or is this something that's kind of just how it is in this job? And if that's just how it is, do you want that? Do you want to stay there? And again, if so, great, power to you. But if it's like that all the time and you don't really want to be stressed out all the time, you don't want work to feel like that for you, then again, is there another job that you can get? Is there somewhere else that you can go that would give you, you know, more breathing room, a little less stress, all that sort of thing? So. I'm really just scratching the surface here. And this is just one example. You know, he talked about the apartment and the city and all the things. So there's a ton of questions, you know, a ton of avenues of inquiry we can get to based off just that one little simple comment, that simple piece that he mentioned, this one, you know, limiting belief, if you will. And You know, once we start following this thread too, it's really not just honesty about what you actually want. It's also honesty about where it came from, which can definitely be challenging. It brings up, you know, from experience, a lot from childhood because that's where we pick up so much of this conditioning, right? Particularly, 
zero to seven ish, you know, a little bit in the later years as well. But, you know, zero to seven, our brains are literally sponges for what we observe around us. So parents, so school, you know, primary caregivers, if that wasn't a parent, um, all of that based on the way that they're living their lives, we're picking that up. And we don't have language at that time to, you know, logic and reason our way out of it. And so for this, I'll give you the example from my own life of really having to redefine for myself what success looks like and what it would take to reach that success after that first toxic job that I've talked about in a couple of episodes at this point. So when I started to unravel this idea of success for myself and follow that thread, I had to get really honest with myself that even though I had heard messaging growing up around, you know, you can do anything you want, you can be whatever you want, follow your dreams, all that kind of stuff. What I also heard, and for whatever reason, this is what stuck with me more, was it's going to be hard if you do X. And so, you know, if you listen back to the first episode or if you've already listened to it, you hear me talk about how I was this really creative kid. I really loved art. I loved writing. Um, you know, for the longest time, I wanted to be a writer or maybe a musician. Um, my, t- my entire family is musical, so I grew up playing an instrument in bands and orchestras and all the things. But despite loving that, despite desiring to be a creative, whatever avenue that looked like, for my career one day, I heard a lot of messaging around, it's really hard to make a living if you do that. You know, it's really hard to be successful as a writer. It's really hard to make it as a musician. So all of these things that I'm hearing on the one hand, follow your dreams. But if my dream is to do that, I'm also hearing that it's going to be really hard. So I learned to associate that it would be hard to do something you love as a career. And, you know, when you start unraveling these threads, it's really important to keep in mind it's not anybody's fault. You know, no one was trying to put me in a box or tell me that I couldn't do any of these things, you know, that I couldn't do what I love. I literally just said, you know, different times growing up, I got permission to follow my dreams. But to the credit of those voices, which really came from, you know, the people in my life that, that were reflecting back to me based on their own experiences, you know, protection, they didn't want me to experience the same struggle that they did. They want me to be successful. They don't want it to be hard for me. You know, all the things, it's, it's really protection. But in trying to help and protect me, I then become limited by my own thinking because after a point, it does become my thinking, right? It becomes my narrative. I've heard it enough times growing up then I adopt it as my own and now it's my own thinking that's keeping me in this box. These, you know, neural pathways get laid early on and then they're there until we decide to rewire them, which is totally possible through a number of ways. But Yeah, I really want to reiterate at this point that these beliefs can show up anywhere in your life. This is not just specific to career, you know, to your job. These first couple examples that I've given, they've touched on career, but this could be in money. You know, something like money is always going to be a struggle for me or relationships. It's going to be really hard to find a partner. You know, literally any area of your life, these could play out. So just trying to start getting you thinking, you know, of where this might be showing up in your life. But what I'm also illustrating in these examples is the first kind of few steps in the process of rewriting these narratives. So 
as I mentioned early on in the episode, you know, becoming aware of the stories that you're telling yourself. Maybe they're not your stories. Maybe they're someone else's stories, again, trying to protect you. Or maybe it's just something that you observed playing out in your parents' life that you then adopt as your own story, this neural pathway that gets written and laid. And when you start to become aware, you know, the next step is to start to question, question that belief, question that story to understand if it's really what you want for yourself. If you decide that it's not for you, that's totally okay. You know, it's not, again, to judge or criticize yourself for it. It's from that point, just a question of, are you willing to take the steps to write a different story? Which I've started to touch on in the, the last solo that I mentioned. If you haven't listened to that, again, I would recommend you go back there. But are you willing to dig into where you got it, you know, where you picked it up, even if what you find is a little bit challenging, a little bit uncomfortable, even if it means, you know, confronting parental stuff that you maybe don't want to or sibling stuff that's a little bit uncomfortable. I think I was talking about this in an earlier episode as well, that people can get so afraid of starting to ask these questions because of this big what if. It's, you know, this massive expanse of the unknown on the other side of that question. And the unknown, before we get comfortable going there and exploring it and really training ourselves that we're going to be okay on the other side and even going through the unknown, it can feel really scary and overwhelming. I kind of picture it as this box that's, you know, sitting right next to us on the desk and we're literally pretending the box is not there, right? We don't want to look at it. We don't want to look in it. We're so afraid to open it because of this big what if question. What if I find an answer that I don't like? What if I have to change? What if it's hard, whatever it is? What if, what if, what if? But what I want to challenge you on is what if that box really did contain everything you ever wanted. You know, what if on the other side of that unknown was more ease, more love, more joy, more, more vitality, you know, whatever it is you're, you're desiring. What if that was on the other side of the unknown? Would that make you more willing to go through it? And to that end as well, again, referring to this last solo, you are bigger and more powerful than any fear you have about yourself or your life. You just might not know it yet because you haven't tried. You know, you haven't gone through it. You haven't shown yourself that you'll be okay or, you know, from personal experience, more than okay on the other side. On top of these what ifs too, another reason I think we ignore it is because we're really afraid of being wrong. What if you've been doing it wrong? What if you've been doing life wrong? Or what if you've been wasting so much time and energy and effort over here when you could or maybe should have been over there? But again, with this line of thinking, it's just the mind trying to protect you again because there literally is no wrong choice. You cannot fuck it up, whatever it is. You've been living the exact way that you've been taught, that you've been conditioned, whether or not it's correct and aligned for you as a soul, as a being, all of that sort of thing. That's a whole different question, but, but you've been doing it, quote unquote, right, based on the way you know how. And until you know better, you can't do any better, right? So it's not to, again, judge, shame, criticize, whatever. It's just to become aware and then make a different choice. And, you know, to that end, what if you entertained the idea that failure doesn't even exist? 
this for me has been probably one of the most important layers of deconditioning for me and has been such a huge permission slip. Like, I cannot fail. Everything that comes is just experience. It's feedback. It's redirection. You know, taking a different route, going around the boulder. <laughs> the boulder's not in the way. So why not let it be an adventure? Let it be more fun and more playful instead of this kind of, I have to figure it out, stress, doom, gloom mentality that we sometimes bring to it. I always bring it back to this idea of fun and exploration and play because, again, this was such a significant part of my deconditioning process around this concept of doing it wrong, of failing. For so long, I was really so afraid of failing. I was you know, petrified to be wrong that for a long time, I really didn't try. But again, if you entertain this idea of I can't fail, if I cannot take a wrong turn, if I cannot fuck this up, if it's all experience, if it's all growth, if it's all just delicious experience, I think I already said that, but what would change for you? What, you, what would you be willing to try if you took on that belief? So as I kind of wrap up for, you know, the meat of today's episode, I hope that through all of this, you know, just you'll start to become a little bit more aware of your own narratives, your own beliefs, a little bit more open to questioning them, you know, to following those little threads and, and seeing what else might be possible or available to you. And also, you know, hopefully a little less fearful of opening that box of even starting to question and what happens on the other side of the unknown. And, you know, before I sign off for this part, I do want to leave you with a few ways that you can support yourself through this process. So you're not like, well, fuck Caitlin, now I'm just, you know, overwhelmed and questioning everything and I don't know what to do about any of it. So like, thanks for that. Don't want to leave you there. So a couple of really simple ways that you can start to, you know, explore these on your own, I guess, first would be to, you know, free write in your journal. Let yourself really just brain dump and go. You can start by writing down one of the beliefs or, you know, one of the areas that you want to explore and just really write stream of consciousness, unedited, all of that. That's a really good way to shed light on some of these. You know, you probably will be surprised by some of the things that come through if you really just let yourself write unedited. There's also guided meditations out there that you can, you know, listen to, let yourself sink into and It'll help you bring up and illuminate some of these beliefs. Even you can go as far as, you know, tracking them back to where you picked it up. And, you know, the more you do them, what's really interesting is you might find you get further and further and further back in your memory. Sometimes in my experience, it's been a more recent memory and you're like, hmm, I wonder if that's actually the root of it or not. And you do it again, you know, with a similar belief as you're starting to work with it and you get a further back memory. So it illuminates these deeper and deeper layers. So those are really excellent. There's also, you know, self-paced courses that you can do on your own if you're not really into the whole, you know, live program thing. These often come with, you know, lots of meditations or lots of other exercises and videos and all sorts of things that can support you with tools to dig deeper. And, you know, my personal favorite, I, I use and love all of these tools really I have in the past and still to this day, actually I do. but my personal favorite way is to, you know, put yourself in some sort of a live program experience, whether that's a group program, 
whether that's, you know, one-on-one work with a mentor who can guide you or whether it's just, you know, a one-off call. There's definitely people out there who do shorter term, you know, programs, that sort of thing. So that is my favorite way because it is so helpful, especially when this starts to get into some of the deeper kind of triggering, kind of sticky childhood stuff, the parent stuff. You know, this isn't always the most comfortable, I'll say. But having someone there who can, you know, reflect things back to you that you may not be seeing clearly is so, so valuable. But also to really, you know, lovingly call you out on your bullshit when it's needed, when it really starts to get sticky. Also, who can love on you, you know, someone who can just give you the support and hold the space and really, yeah, just hold the space for you through that tough, sticky, triggering portion. That is my absolute favorite way to really work through all of this. I cannot (laughs) recommend enough, like the power of a container. Sometimes in my experience, just side note here, like just when you bring it up in the container, being able to admit it to someone in the moment like that, that is enough to move you beyond it. Like you almost don't even have to do more work around it after that. It's just like this magical release. Whoa, I admitted it to another human. I didn't die. (laughs) And off it goes. So all amazing tools, you know, whether you want to start it on your own, whether you want to do it with the support of a guide, mentor, whoever, you know, cannot recommend it enough. So I just wanted to leave you with some actual things that you can do once you start questioning and bringing these things up. So that is it for the main portion of today's episode. What I would like to tell you next, as always. What the fuck am I doing? So this one, as we've talked a little bit about nomad life for, you know, part of today's episode, I want to tell you a part of my nomad life that I just laugh at myself every time. So I really don't love packing and I happen to choose a lifestyle currently that I literally have to unpack and repack all of the time because I'm constantly moving around and changing locations and you know, a week here, a week there, sometimes a week in like three different climates. So that's really fun <laughs> over the course of one trip. And because I don't really like packing, I always tend to wait till the very last minute. Oftentimes this will literally be the morning before I leave in the couple of hours before I leave. And so I've dubbed this panic packing. <laughs> and every time I do it, I'm like, why the fuck am I doing this? Because it's so stressful every time. I'm literally running around. I have no idea if I've brought all the things that I need. I have no idea what I'm actually throwing in my suitcase because I'm literally just throwing random things in a suitcase. Uh, I kind of feel like I black out when it happens, even though I'm not (laughs) under the influence of anything. I'm literally just living my life. I don't know. But (laughs) that is my what the fuck am I doing of the week because I was literally just packing again last week for three different climate zones. And I did it again. I waited until the very morning of, I got up, I was kind of smart. I got up a half an hour earlier than I wanted to, just so I had all the extra time to panic pack. And it turns out I needed that extra 30 minutes. So anyway, uh, 10 out of 10 would not recommend (laughs) following my example, would recommend being a little more prepared than I am. And on that same note, my musing of the week to leave you with for today's episode When I'm packing, 
when I'm moving from place to place, I literally always feel like I'm leaving all of my things everywhere I go, even when I sweep the area like 18 times. And I've looked under all the beds and behind all the things and, you know, I've swept the area like 20 times, but I still feel like I'm leaving all my things everywhere. It happens to me when I'm snowboarding. It happened, you know, this weekend. All I brought was what I could carry in my pockets. And yet still, when I would stop at the lodge for a hot second, I would feel like I left all of my things everywhere, even though I had all the stuff in my pockets. Or when I'm moving from, you know, Airbnb to Airbnb, place to place, I sweep the entire Airbnb. It's a small place. And yet I still feel like I've left all of my things. I would love to know if you feel the same way. I feel like there's a few of my friends, mostly female, who <laughs> who feel the same way. So especially guys out there listening, let me know if you feel the same. But that is my random musing of the week. Why do I literally feel like I'm leaving all of my things everywhere at all times, even when I'm fairly certain that I'm not? And that is all I have for you for today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I would love it if you would share this episode if it resonated. And if you feel called, come to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star rating and review. I do have a special treat for you. If you leave a rating and review and you submit the proof to me, you can DM me a screenshot on Instagram at underscore Caitlin Kirkpatrick. I will send you a link to a secret Spotify playlist that goes along with the show. So just my gift to you to show you how much I appreciate you listening and supporting the show, all the things. So hope you have an excellent rest of your day and we will chat next week. Bye.